There we are. The Scooby-Doo mystery machine is over there, I see, driving the van. <laughs> Where are you, Ramon Foster? My, my, my oldest had a baseball lesson he had to go to, and I was like, all right, instead of driving a car, let's take the van so I have somewhere to sit. So we're waiting on his baseball lessons right now, and uh, I'm sitting in the van just doing the show. All right, then. Well, let's do the show, then. How let's about that? do the show. I have no bell, DK. Oh, guess what? What you, you got? Actually, I, I have your bell. And I'm about to give it to you here. Well, let's ding this thing. All right, let's go, DK. It's Friday. Here we go. Damn it. <laughs> Look what just arrived at our oh. shop. Look what just arrived. Do you believe that? It looks good. These are the comments I'm waiting for today. These are the ones that I want to hear about. Meanwhile, Ramon is in a van down by the river. (laughs) (laughs) In a van. Hanover Fist always comes in with something crazy to say, DK. I'm really not even worried about what he has to say anyway. Bob Schreiner, Bob Schreiner just wanted to hear you like lay on the horn there instead. This ain't that type of van. I would show you DK, but I don't want them thinking a certain thing about me, man. This is a family van. Should I or no? No, 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 no. Steelers girl wants to know if you're at the movies. That's pretty great. But it's off right now. Okay, so we'll leave that alone. We'll leave that alone, man. And Swan is contributing a couple of bucks for a for a better belt. We have one. We just have to, you know. We've had a week, by the way, people. We've been bouncing around a lot of different places uh, between me and him, and we keep making every effort to get here. And we're, yes. and for the most part, pulling it off. We're going to get started, actually, with a oh, question man. here that leads us into our main subject for the day. Jason says, hey, Moan, do we see James Daniels' groin to be out long? Can Spencer Anderson help the running game hit 100 yards this week? Uh, James Daniels plays guard and Spencer Anderson to me is more of a tackle hybrid guard situation. I'm not sure if that's going to be the way uh, that, that they go this weekend, DK, unless they've already disclosed who's going to be the starter. Um, Let's just say that it's going to be Nate Herbig. Nate Herbig is kind of what I'm expecting. Yeah. I'll say this. If you're asking about the running game being rejuvenated, let's just go this route. Guys who have that, that opportunity to get in the game as a, as a reserve, you take full advantage of it. Uh, Nate Herbig's situation to me is, hey, if you want to take this and run with it, do that because either either you'll be here for years to come or you're you're putting this on your resume for somebody else down the line. That's what I'm saying right there. So if for anything he's going to be asked to do this week, yes, he needs to be a bruiser this week. Absolutely expect that from him. Well, he's been uh, – James Daniels has been, for anybody who, who isn't aware of this, been completely ruled out for the game Sunday as has – Presley Harvin the third, who's coming off of yeah some pretty good football from the punting position, um, so they have a couple of guys that they know they're going to be without. And I'd say though, overall, being respectful here, that for the most part they're still entering that game a pretty healthy team for an NFL Week Four. Yes, you know what I'm saying. No offense to those guys, okay, but. 
you know, I, I understand not having Deontay isn't great. Obviously not having Cam isn't great. Uh, but, it, you know, I'm not seeing any excuses here is what I'm saying. No, I, and I won't give any either. Like I said, having a guy like Nate Herbrick come in and start DK to me is a huge uh, asset. Remember, we talked about this during the offseason. This group of guys that they brought in has some talent. The, this group of guys is a group of guys that have some experience under their belt too. Nate being one of those guys. And to me, I don't want to make a big fuss, DK, over the punting situation in a game like this, to your point. Being respectful for what the Houston Texans are, they're a young and experienced team. And I would almost expect with a rookie head coach too. And I'd almost expect Coach Tomlin and his staff this weekend to outcoach him. Is this foreshadowing something? It could be, DK. But the expectation of facing a rookie coach that is defensive-centric, that has a rookie quarterback, field position should be the last things on their mind, DK, when it comes down to Presley Harvin being out. It just, to me, sucks for Presley because Presley oh. is in a situation – he had a phenomenal week was, last week. Was just feeling it. I mean, I mean, <laughs> he was oh playing. I'm, yeah. I'm using the term football on purpose, okay? He was playing good football. Brad Wing, of course, will be the, the punter in um, in the absence of, of Harvin. And, of course, Wing was a teammate of yours he a was. long time ago. 2017, by the way, was the last time that he punted in the National Football League. See, anyone can make a comeback, Moan, including you. <laughs> if these linemen keep up their play the way they have as of late, that may be me, DK. That's what I'm telling you. I can get a few reps out of them. But, Brad, I don't have any concerns about him for him. He's going to try his darndest, do you hear me, mm -hmm. to be a guy that put it on display for this team because I think he felt like at the time that he got let go. And I don't know if it was even for injury at the time that he got let go in those years, man. But I'll say this. I follow him on social media. He's constantly been kicking. He's constantly been engaged. I see people saying he's been in the XFL. All of those things say that he shouldn't have a whole lot of rust, and he wasn't bad for us either. You just found better after him, DK. Yeah, and Scotia says, no offense to punters, but how does a punter get hurt midweek? Same way anybody else does, Moan, right? You can get hurt roll out of bed. And think about his injury too, Scotia. It's a hamstring. Like on either leg, whether the left leg that's on the ground or the right leg that's going up in the air, uh, don't minimize what happens the same way you almost say, how does an offensive lineman have a growing issue? Well, think about the movements. And I know probably you've been a little facetious here with this go show, but in general, injuries do happen. And when you know you have a good, talented guy, you try to make sure those guys are healthy by the time that they go back out there. Yeah. Hey, guys, let's do Rapid Fire Friday when we come back. All I right? saw a good one, too, from Rick Dilliot, man. Oh, man. And I Will can you, start because, yeah, absolutely. We'll get it. We'll get yep. it. When the only in the only. Oh, wow. We are so out of it. In the only segment that matters. Hey, <laughs> Moan, DK. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Did you find Rick's question? Yes, I did. I have it queued up, DK. As long as you talk about those three dudes that we uh, got to bring oh, okay, up, man. Okay. Yeah, well, I got... let, let's take care of Rick first here. What do you got? 
man, Rick, man, comes in. And I knew this conversation was going to come up when you put a reserve offensive lineman in, like Nate Herbick, okay? Rick puts up, and this is at 314, DK. All right, uh, I'm he looking. puts up, so help me, if Kendrick Green outplays Nate Herbick this week, I'm a screen. <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily the way to look at it. No. It's, it's if Kendrick Green outplays Isaac Selmalo is the way you want to think about it. Exactly. You know? Both of, yes, man. Both of these dudes are in positions where they still got to go prove it. And I'd almost trust Coach Tomlin playing against Kendrick Green than almost anybody. There it is, DK. Rick, that ain't our concern this week because what if he does have a better game but we win? Then what do you say about that? Like, it's so circumstantial when you're saying these types of things. Like, this is a guy that you guys, DK, talked about when it came down to saying you didn't want him on this squad. He needed to go. Put him at fullback. Don't be worried about if he does good now. Don't don't play that game. This is a fair question, I think, from Paulie on Rapid Fire Friday. He says, try to put this up here. Hey, Moan. Are bad groins and hammies caused by bad conditioning or just something that the athletic training staff could have helped? There is there is that perception, right? Every soft tissue injury is is the athlete's fault. It, it is, and sometimes it's just wear and tear. I'll say this. You never know what it could be. It could be hydration. It could be lack of sleep. It could be overstretching. It could be understretching. It could be a myriad of things that you just can't really pinpoint. When a groin happens, it just happens, man. I know this. They suck. Uh, I've had a mild one and any acute move that you Forever. make ever pop that little pop. Oh my God. That little, you, the best way to describe it is a twinge, that mm -hmm. little twinge that happens. DK, I absolutely hate it, man. But you can't blame one person, Polsky. Like it, it just happens when it does. Yeah. I mean, to yeah, remember too, that he was out there playing in a national football league game executing six punts for 300 some yards. Okay. Yeah. Under, under duress. And it's way more likely that whatever happened happened then. And yeah. then, or at least began to happen then. And then it was just aggravated over the week. Justin work says uh, $5 for some gas money. <laughs> hey, Moan, did Mike Tomlin influence your parenting in any way? More than you think. The reason we have this van is because of Coach Tom. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> because, again, he, he talks to you like a human being. He talks to you like how he wants you to be better than him as a parent, as a man, and whatever you choose to do in life. And one of the things he talked to me earlier in life was, hey, your boy's about to be busy with sports, man. I'm telling you, go get you a van. I'm like, Coach T, what do I need a van for? He's like, Mo, you playing baseball with your kids? You're going to be out there all day. You need to have a safe haven when it comes down to you guys traveling and being comfortable. Trust me, go get a van. Three years later, we ended up buying a van. <laughs> took you three years to listen, it took though. Me three years to listen. Yes, he did. I'll flip it around. There's the oldest right there. RJ, say what's up. What's up? There he is. What's up, Arj? Look at that. <laughs> so uh, you see how long he is? We needed a big, a big vehicle, man. And oh, baseball I is long and all day dk i love how you're already describing your own son in scouting terms that he's long <laughs> <laughs> so you know what's funny and maybe I'm, I'm i don't know if it's words or what dk but uh i've had a lot of people lately. it's like you don't think about being in the front office and maybe it's because i had a lot of conversation with kevin colbert and stuff like that but you know and i know that is a very complex conversation and job to task not anybody can do those things we speak about coach tomlin and 
parenting and stuff like that. Yeah, the, 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 there's a general idea, I think, that exists out there that there's this natural and smooth transition from an athlete into either scouting or coaching or whatever it is. And no, it's just not true. No, no. It's it's so much more about personality than anything in your football background. It, it really is, man. But also uh, to the Coach Tomlin parenting thing, a lot of conversations since he had two boys and I had two boys were had about how to approach them as a uh, young man, man. So, yeah, more than a coach. Bob says, hey, Moan, you got a wet bar in that rig? It's like they say, <laughs> Mo money, mojitos. <laughs> mojitos. No, uh-uh. we just got water in here, man. Bottled water is probably hottest ever right now. There's no need for a wet bar here, Bob. You see, you just want a good time. That's all. Luke wants to know, hey, Moan, how much will Keanu Benton have yes. an impact on Sunday's game? I mean, we, we've been talking a lot about the Houston offensive line being banged up, and it turns out that we were actually underplaying that because now their left tackle is going to be giving way to a practice squad guy and uh, bring everyone, you know, bring the house. Keep this simple. You should. The only thing I question is how good is their offensive coordinator as far as masking their deficiencies on the offensive line, DK, when it comes down to our rush against them. I believe the Steelers rush, and yes, Luke, I want to get to uh, Keanu Benton too. Our rush against them needs to be strategic because a team that really has no protection and has a team that's trying to get something going will do some crazy stuff like trick plays and end arounds and all that dumb stuff right there. Keanu Ben though, on Sunday night, I thought was good. If I'm giving a grade, let's go because we don't need to go too high, a B-plus DK. I thought the young fella moved bodies. I thought he affected plays, man. And, and, and guess what I'm expecting this week against an inexperienced line just the same as his, the same exact thing. I love to watch him work, man. Going back and looking at that tape on, from Sunday night, he had a good day. He used his body the way you needed him to. And I'll say this, too. The next time y'all watch him, watch his hand movements. His wrestling background is coming to the forefront and a lot of the things that he do, man. And that's what you call being a smart player. He's young, but I liked what I saw. Hodge has a scouting report on RJ. Says the young man looks like the next Ellie Dela Cruz. <laughs> Not a bad call, you got to admit. <laughs> yeah, no, that no. ain't a bad. That's, uh, He's a that, fan of Ellie, too. Oh, I don't know who couldn't be, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, 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 have, a, I have a couple of – I might have – this might be the best question we've had in a long time, and I'm being serious when I say that. Mike says, hey, Moan, how come we no longer pull our guards up front? Come on, that has to be driving you nuts, and you've never brought it up on this show. Why don't we draft guys up front anymore? It's like we don't put importance on it. See, he he's equating pulling guards, yeah, to yeah. you have to be a high draft pick for this. Now you didn't pull a ton, but you pulled. No, I didn't. Our offense pulled a lot though, with who we had. Yep, at those spots. And and let's be honest about this too, y'all. To pull somebody, there has to be two sides to it. It'd be it's great for both sides to pull. But it's also this. Somebody has to be good enough up front to stop pressure getting in the backfield. That's where the issue comes in and saying, do we risk our offense to say we're going to pull guys and potentially have negative plays? The reason they pull so good and offense that we had is because Al, myself, and Pounce would make sure Dave didn't get knocked off. His Dave was course. clean. Dave was clean. Dave 
Dave was clean. And you mentioned that a lot in yeah. our playing career, man. Uh, everybody makes a fuss about who pulls and who doesn't pull. But the reality of it is you got to be able to keep the line of scrimmage where it's at so that guys can pull. And what have we seen of the line of scrimmage so far? That Go leads on. us perfectly into the next question, which is from Robert, who says, why does Najee Harris always skip and hop around before he finds a hole to hit? Go ahead, Moan. I think it's uh, somebody recently said Najee's getting hit in the backfield at about a half a yard backwards. Yeah. Before he gets to the line of scrimmage. That's, That's why. His average first point of contact is behind the line of scrimmage. So this group, <laughs> we're asking why don't we have pulling guards and why don't we have a team that's full of guys that can? Well, this is why you, you don't have the people. You don't the have the chemistry. Yeah, you don't have any any single component to be doing any of that. And unlike some other facets of the offense, listen, you can't just say we're going to pull and therefore that'll throw them off. You just can't because you won't do it cleanly. And you know what you will have is exactly what happened to. Uh, Darnell Washington, when he was trying to come across on that catastrophic block that ended up becoming a meme. Yep. Why? Because Dan Moore got Negative pushed yes. back and he tripped Negative Darnell. Yes. Darnell went down on his knee, which, by the way, is still affecting him. And, and That's so why. It, here's the thing, too. It's, it's, it's no matter what style of offense you have, you got to find your specialty. This group doesn't have a specialty yet. I think it's tight inside zone, DK, but even that is hit or miss. This group right now has no identity, and they have no specialty. And that ain't a bad thing, but it's a matter of how soon do they find it. And that's what I'm worried about over the course of this season. So we will see. I see everybody bring back. The, I, there's so many things. Y'all wanted these folks out of town, and, and now <laughs> you're begging for them to come back. That ain't how this league works, man. Now, it, Jesse says this is the best we analysis we're going to get. The offensive line is just not there yet. There's been a lot of questions about each individual guy, with the possible exception of James Daniels, and he's now hurt. It seems like each week we're focusing on a different guy. The target yeah. this week, for the most part, from the nation, is best of my ability to gather such stuff, has been Mason Cole. Now we don't like Mason Cole. Mason wasn't great. Mason hasn't been great. But we've seen Mason be really steady. Yes. <laughs> That's in there. From your perspective, man, and I don't want to interview you. I want to talk to you on this one. And, and your perspective on how you judge players, positions, us as offensive linemen. You got a good, knowledgeable sense about a DK. How long before you start questioning is a guy bad at play or not? Is it because Mason Coles had three weeks of play, right? Yes. Not great, but not overly bad. When do you start to get concerned? Midway through the season with stuff like this for a guy that had a good year last year? I am definitely not ready to give up on, okay. on Cole. Okay, I can okay. say that. I, I feel like, and, and so do they, by the way, they feel like they made progress in Las Vegas. Okay. And I, I'm not going to take that away from them. Okay. Uh, they were okay in pass protection, and they were okay at times in the run game. Yeah. But you still had uh, seven carries for the, the binary numbers I've been referencing all week, <laughs> zero or one, or losses. And, you know, they're just not there yet. That's my feeling on them. I, I don't feel like we all have the ability or the, the right necessarily to say after getting so stoked about this group, putting so much money into it. But here, here's a point that I think is worth bringing up. 
Leverage says, we need to build the trenches in upcoming drafts. No more shiny objects. Now, this was a workaround, okay, other than Broderick Jones, who's yet to even take the field in a serious fashion, okay? Broderick might have just been the first of we're going to put who knows how many more. Yeah, especially center is the position that historically the Steelers have just gone out of their way. Yep, yep. To invest my pick in. And maybe that's where you go, but that's not going to help you Sunday in Houston. No, it's not. What you're hoping for, uh, leveraged is this, uh, leveraged is, is this, man. Um, what Detroit's outcome is now with those years of investing in that O line and D line, I've been telling people for a couple of years watch Detroit if they get the right thing going. And their O line and D line. Is is actually answering the call right now. That's what you want from some homegrown guys, man. Yeah, Hodge says, please run Najee out of the three wide receiver set. Spread the defense. It won't matter. Tell him, Moan. Tell him. It won't matter. You still have to solve the problem. Yes, 100%. And, and this isn't an overnight thing. That's why I've been saying, give me four to six weeks. I'm saying what their identity is. And You've said I, that I, from the summertime. And we all thought, and I did too. I thought you were nuts. Like, these guys are so good, Moan. They're established veterans. I told you. I told you, DK. Uh, and not in a gotcha type of way. But but here's the thing, and I know I'll be some people that eclipse some stuff and say, hey, Moan said this group doesn't have an identity and all those types of things. I say that because they can go get it. We had moments in the season before we actually took off to where Coach T started that goon stuff. Remember, DK? Mm-hmm. That was because we had a really good game, and we went out there and just manhandled some folks, and Coach T put it up on the big board during the season. I need my goons. And he went directly at us about how we needed to be as a group. And then when we figured out we could do that stuff, it stuck. And when it stuck, DK, what type of offense did we have? Oh, yeah. Every every type you wanted is what you had. Randy McCracken says the mystery is that four of these five offensive line guys played together last year. Does it take this long to regain their chemistry? You know, that is a big variable, and I think there's a lot of people who would point to Isaac Salmalo and say, aha, new guy comes in and screws everything up, but it's just, there's no that, that, that's not even possible. I, I'll give you a few excuses. Four preseason games, got three. One padded practice, okay? Not not two or uh, – we've been going away with that. New quarterback, offensive coordinator figuring out his his low and what he's going to do, DK. A lot of this can be used for excuses, but it's only going to happen over time. We can't force this thing unless you're just willing to have a cold-blooded reset, DK. And I don't think Steeler Nation's ever been in the position to say, yeah, blow it up, reset it. Yeah, Bob Schreiner points out one thing that's jumped out to him watching last night's game was how ready the Lions – Looked in having four rookies out there contributing, but I I got to say something. The Lions, that line, wow. Yes. Okay, there's some talent there. You, you get it now, right, DK? Mm-hmm. And, and, and here's the other thing. They got a veteran quarterback. They got skilled players that's been around the league for a little while, too. They got defensive guys that are young and talented that play specific Cam Sutton is over there. What has Coach Tomlin always said about a young guy like Cam Sutton? Who what type of player is he? A player's coach, a, a, a player coach. So imagine that type of 
of personnel that they have. That's the reason you're looking at their young rookies making it happen. It ain't just, oh, they're preparing them better than we are. It ain't that case. It's the fact they got more leadership. This is a very young Pittsburgh Steeler offense as far as age and experience in that building. You know, we have uh, we have some duty to take care of here, do we not? Do that. I, do that. I believe. Care. I believe that it's time to remind everybody that at the Get Go Cafe and Market, quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine tune every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they call crave ability. Order your favorite entry at the Get Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Remember that you can do this in advance of the game Sunday. It's a 1 p.m. Eastern time kick. I'll be flying down there tomorrow, Moan. Looking forward to seeing half of Mexico in that stadium. <laughs> they won't be, be rooting for the. Two, they won't be rooting for the home team. It wouldn't shock me if you see a half uh, a, a half Steelers and a half Texans jersey down there. That's how crazy it's going to be. Smitty's giving us grief from the uncle's table. Says you'd think the Steelers have a losing record. Nah, no the way this show is going. Expectations. That's all, man. That's what it is. That's what you I, want. What, what it comes see? What's the famous quote he got now? They need to be up everywhere. I like them fat, happy, and sassy. DK. <laughs> <laughs> Rico Costa comes in with twenty dollars to keep us happy. Fat, what's it again? Fat, happy and happy sassy. And sassy. <laughs> Thank you, Rico. Rico says Deontay's injury has taken away a big weapon from Kenny Pickett. That's true. Nobody's mentioning that, but it's a big opportunity also for Calvin Austin. And he's looked good so far. Do you think he can even approach a Mike Wallace level weapon? You know what? Initially, I'm going to say yes, because he's proven this even in the first week, DK and, and, and Rico. He got hands. He know how to catch the ball. He know how to when he when you're not running a jet sweep to find some open space. You know what I'm saying, DK? I like what he is. If for anything, Rico, he's going to make a defensive coordinator sweat a little bit at night as far as covering his speed. And that's what this team has been lacking. George, I don't think, is a 4-3-4-4 guy. Deontay, not a 4-4-4-3 guy. Nobody we know is. Calvin yeah. at least is quick enough. Yeah, this you're talking about somebody who's who's truly special. I got to share with you that you know when you're at the, the the press box in Las Vegas, and Kenny released that ball. We talked yeah. about this before, Moan. How whether whether it's press box or whether you're anywhere in the stadium, and any of you who are watching this who were there in Allegiant Stadium will know what I'm talking about. Kenny, let's go with the ball. Your first thought off the fingertips is that's six, <laughs> meaning the pass portion of it, because Kenny just was the perfect everything yeah. uh, the the amount of arc the leading him making sure he doesn't have to waste that speed and slow down to catch the football but the other part of it that you feel good about especially those of us who've been watching Calvin all summer long is he's going to catch that yeah he's not wasting that no no you see what and, i mean and, and when and, you start feeling like that it's different it is. And you remember, we had that question, too, on how you incorporate Calvin Austin in the playbook. Don't do gimmicky stuff with him. The stuff that he's doing now because Deontay out, it's the stuff you build a, a, an entire offense with right there, man. And by the way, Calvin Austin, I think, is a two-time state champion of 100 and 200 here in Tennessee. The dude's been this fast for a very long time, man. Trust me. I love it. Oh, he – I mean, I can imagine he would be breaking high school records he running backwards. 
fast. <laughs> Aquatic Life says yeah. he was a number one in college for a reason. What matters the most is that he catches the ball consistently. And again, other than a couple of hiccups in early in training camp, yeah. he has done that. He really yeah. has. And I, and I give him a lot of credit because what he did was he worked his rear end off to become a better football player over yeah. a year of rehab. He didn't yeah. just say, oh, I'm going to make this, you know, make my foot better. And then when we come back, we'll resume the football stuff. Never stopped watching no. film, never stopped working with Kenny, communicating with Kenny. Uh, Steel Blitz comes in with a $10 contribution, says CJ Stroud may be having an historic passing run, but TJ Watt will be bringing him back to earth Sunday. <laughs> uh, CJ Stroud is, he's been impressive. What's most impressive about him is his turnovers. He's not turning the ball over. Now, whether or not their offense is sputtering, that's a different conversation. But as far as this kid's talent for throwing the ball around the field, he's good at it. Uh, but he's up against a bad offensive line as far as we know what their reputation is. And it's a matter of us stopping the run and making him throw the ball around so that there's more opportunities to pick it off. It'd be awesome to get his first interception against us. I know he's a talent in this league, but it's time for him to pay the piper, DK, is the way I look at C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. Deuces says, why do the Steelers have interest in Jonathan Taylor as a trade option? Deuces, we appreciate the contribution. I want you to come back with the source where you found this information, okay, yeah. or alleged information. This is how you answer all of these questions. And I'm saying this respectfully. Yeah. Find, find the name of the website where you found this. When you come back with it, we're all going to have a really good, long, loud laugh because <laughs> it, it, that is just how this stuff works here. John says, uh, hey, DK and Moan, are we asking the line to do too much? They seem to be missing blocks on outside zone runs. The thing on outside zone runs is this. Everybody has to be on the same page, moving left, moving right, okay? Um, are we putting asking too much? Heck no. That's not even close to asking too much. Zone read to me is communication and everybody uh, being on the same trajectory and understand who's leaving and going where to the second level. I'd almost want to do outside zone run, except for the fact that we didn't have a back to do it. And that's the next question. If your ground game is through Najee, I don't think Najee's an outside run type of back. He's an in-between-the-tackles in type of runner or a gap or counter runner. He's not an outside zone, in my opinion. I wouldn't run outside zone with him. Yeah, Rick points out some math here that so far CA3's caught 80% of his targets, and that's including, remember, the targets aren't always on the receiver. No. Again, when Kenny was misfiring, everybody was being credited or blamed, as it were, for – Missed targets. George Pickens had a game in which he caught four of 10 targets. Well, you think to yeah. yourself, wow, man, George was awful. No, Kenny was awful. Yeah, he was. Again, that's, how, that's how that statistic works. Calvin's become a football player. That year off, man, a lot of guys don't get that. I'm glad he was able to grow up, DK, and not just be a one-trick pony. Favorite Barber coming in with the pun. Look at that. He's got a different hair pun every day. Like he, he must have like... And I was trying to come up with one myself. Do and I just totally ah. fizzled. No, I, I just whiffed. I got nothing. Swing and a miss. AJ comes in with $10 contributions. Says, I got to pay 10 bucks to spread awareness. Matt Canada drinks maple syrup. Guess what else? What? Glenn Thomas doesn't. <laughs> Glenn with the, two ends, Thomas. Glenn with two ends, man. I By the way, it. guys, 
I should not have held this up earlier and not told you how you can get this. Come on, DK. Let uh, go to dkps.net slash Ramon shop to get these mugs. We have a whole bunch of other Ramon merch. Give me a second to grab. Oh, wait, this one's yeah. mine? Yeah, that's oh, yours. Me, this is mine. Check this out. Yes. Come on, DK. What are you doing? Look at this. Huh? Huh? Look at you putting me all over your body, DK. <laughs> That's enough out of you, 73. <laughs> she has another. She, she's bringing us another one that she says is, quote, yeah. even cooler. Yeah. Let's yeah. see what we got here. Look at this. What we got here, You're like a, a veritable fashion show here. That's honestly, hey, Mona, I, I love that one. Isn't that I got great? One too. I love that one. Yes, that's my If one you right don't there. have these guys, you're really, you're, you're swinging and missing like me through half of this episode. <laughs> Go to dkps.net slash Ramon shop. Yes. She's going to type it up on the, here it is right here. Here, yeah, I have it right it. here. I have it. Here it comes. Look at that. Now, the way you do this. You don't click on the screen or anything like that. What you do is you you actually have to type dkps.net slash Ramon shop. Um, everything else is it's super easy. They'll send it right to your house and all that other stuff here. Nah, and it, I, by the way, it's good stuff too. It's not, it's it not like it, it, we didn't, you know, that's Ramon's name on there. We're not about to put junk out. Well, somebody tried to help you out with your comeback, DK. HMJ said your best comeback should have been, well, that's Razor Sharp right there to the barber. Now, Razor Sharp to the barber, man. That's a cut above. (laughs) A close shave. By the hair of your chinny-chin-chin, DK. (laughs) Oh, man, I got creamed. Okay, here we go. Christopher says, hey, DK and Moan, if we go 4-1 and and the offensive line continues to improve, should the Steelers go after PS2, assuming Denver continues to sputter and wants to clean house? Uh, that's Patrick Satan. PS2, I think so. Uh, <laughs> assuming Denver can hit. I, I think Denver is such a weird case study is what people will say in these situations. Who, they are, got, we talk, who are we talking Denver, about? Denver, no, no, Patrick no, Satan. I know that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm talking about Denver. I don't know what to think about them. Are they going to wholesale their place after paying – uh Russell Wilson 200 plus million dollars and also trading for a head coach too that's and then a paying hard the head coach a zillion dollars too yeah yeah I, I think it's a lot of fluff in that conversation when you're going after guys like that I love it but uh I, man if that happens man you guys get Christmas in October let's just call it that <laughs> Doug says you laugh like pouncy moan I can see What's some funny. of that actually. What's funny is I'm in here joking with these guys right now. Him, me, him, and Al and Dave got a group chat right now, and they are going off. And I'm trying to do a show, and these fools keep texting. Tell them somebody said you, you laugh like pounce. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, I can go on and on about that guy, man. We were around each other for a long time and picked up each other's uh, man uh, mannerisms. Okay. Mannerisms. Yeah. I said mannerism. Mannerisms. That's actually how my wife says it. Yeah. She's been doing that for years. She mannerism. says manu- mannerisms. Yeah. You're the yeah. only other person I've ever heard say it like that. Mannerisms. Even yeah. by accident. Manners. I said it by accident. Wow. That's that's neither here nor there. Yeah, but this is her there. this is her third language. What's your excuse? <laughs> Mine was I would say I was distracted reading stuff, but hey, nobody wants to hear that. We're going to take just a couple more today so that the van over there can keep moving. Uh, Jason comes in and says, hey, Moan, I believe our defense 
is better than theirs. So does this game basically come down to controlling the line of scrimmage and giving Kenny Pickett a clean pocket? That's a that's actually a nice condensed analysis of what to what to expect here. Jason, it is that anyway. simple. That's that's my hope. My hope is to see growth from this group. Again, we're going into week four this week coming up. I expect them to be better. I expect them to go against this defensive line and kind of have hold their own. Is if Broderick's gonna be in? I mean, he's got his hands filled too, but hey, you abuse that young rookie, Will Anderson. You make Grenard be a guy that says, look, I need a little bit more time getting back. And their guys up the middle, it, it should be, a, I don't want to call them a non-factor, unless D'Amico Ryan's ascending the house. This group should control the line of scrimmage and this game. I expect that this weekend. We're still waiting for our man Deuces to come back with where he saw that report or where it came from originally. Yeah. Not a difficult thing to track when you go onto the Twitter machine and you see, all right, well, here's where, oh, yeah. And everybody says, yeah, but it originated here. And then you'll see that the name of the outlet, I'm going to spoil it for everybody here. The name of the outlet is something called A to Z Sports. Oh. Ever heard of that? I have heard. It's here in Nashville. Okay. What is A to Z Sports? It's an online news site because what they are, and they're also in the AFC South. So, of course, getting Jonathan Taylor out of the AFC South is something that they would appreciate. Not credentialed. Oh, okay. That's all. I mean, I'm just trying to say here if, listen, if it's something the magnitude of, you know, Jonathan Taylor and where he might go, I don't mean to be mean here. Okay, but that's not something that's going to make it out of a to z sports.com. Okay, they that's just not, yeah, it's just not, you're, you're churning out content. It's not, you're going to get that from the people who are in touch with the agents and the NFL agents more than any other sport. They really fixate on just a handful of outlets. Yeah. Okay. They do. The, only person who would know that there are six teams, and that's what the report said, by the way, six teams are interested. And Jonathan Taylor, the only people who would know that are inside a front office. Inside a front office is not calling up or taking calls from a to z sports.com. Yeah, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble here, but just trying to keep it real. Yeah, 100%, man. No, I haven't I, gone I, off on a media thing in a while, have I? No, it's been about two weeks, DK. You, you were due. <laughs> you were due. You were All right, guys. Due. Uh, Let's uh let's uh call it a day here and not do anything at all after the the final segment. Nah, I think we're rolling today, man. Hey, still is winning this weekend. So I saw somebody say plus seven. Yeah, I say them winning by seven. All right, we'll we'll get to your prediction right after. Oh, you uh, right after doing anything. Right after we end the show. Yeah, we maybe. never do, right? We never do. <laughs> that is correct. So it is time for a prediction, is it not? Yeah, it is. It is. Michael Michael wants to know with his two dollar contribution. Any worries if this is a Mike Tomlin trap game? No. I know you guys don't like that term. No, do not <laughs> like that. This is a kick behind game and get right is what this one is. I got this team winning, man. Uh, twenty seven, ten. 27-10, DK. That's pretty decisive. I mean, there's going to be some turnovers. They have to. Randy McCracken's with me. He went 27-13. I, 
I, I, I see that this weekend. Okay, yep. why? Why? When you have a team that has a rookie quarterback and missing offensive lineman, you must abuse them. That means you're getting the ball back very quick unless they decide to slow this thing down, DK. And the fact that this team caught some momentum scoring offensively and not defensively, you taste that in the water. You enjoy that, DK. I got us 27, definitely. Okay. I mean, I, I think that's asking a lot. I think that's asking especially – uh, well, it's not asking what Robert's asking here. He wants fifty-two to seven. <laughs> and you I know what? Remember last time but we, we would all be much. complaining the following week about the seven, wouldn't we? Well, you know what? They'd also <laughs> be complaining that they'd have to stick with Matt Canada longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that too. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a, a a decent feeling about the game, but only, only, only because of the state of the Houston offensive line versus all those edge rushers, yep. not just TJ that the Steelers can bring, but also moan those inside linebackers. You know, we saw the real Cole Holcomb yeah, we did. in Las Vegas. And, and yeah. that to me is, is something uh, I, yeah. I didn't know he had that in him. I don't watch yeah. the Washington football team as a matter yeah. of habit. And to see him swarm like that, to see him get his chippy, a little bit dirty at times. Right. I don't yeah, know how much no. of that was was caught on TV, but he did a couple of pretty questionable things out there. Okay. Um, and and um, yeah, here, Deuces says, my info came from all Steelers talk. I don't even know what that is. What oh, the Lord. heck is all Steelers talk? I have no idea. I also saw somebody said the... Uh, Texans scored 37 last week. Well, yeah, their defense is also giving up 25 points a game. Well, that's also to a team with the Jags that's giving up 25 points a game, too. It probably wasn't hard to do against that team. AFC South versus AFC South, man. Yeah, Mark Cunningham here says, uh, I hope that was the real Holcomb. Yeah, that would definitely make a difference. All right, guys. Well, we're going to call it a week here. I'm flying to Houston tomorrow. Uh, Moan, I'll be back Monday in ample time. To do no the next, doubt. to do the next show, uh, to do the game day show, we had real logistical issues in trying to make that happen. Coming back from Vegas, a slightly longer flight with fewer options. For sure, and to add more context, because I felt like that thirty-seven point just triggered me real quick. Against mm -hmm. Baltimore, Houston scored nine points, and against the Colts, they scored twenty. Thirty-seven against the Jags ain't impressive to me. Okay, <laughs> I mean the Jags have one side of the ball working for them these days, but not necessarily the other. Yeah. I just had to finish that off. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, guys, let's do it again. Monday. We'll be discussing be how the Steelers went three and one. Bye-bye. Uh, see you.